0: But when people kind of see themselves as, "I'm an engineer," or "I'm an accountant," it, it limits them. So part of my inclusiveness and my belief in them is to, um, you know, expand their roles.
1: Hi. I'm Shannon Lucas. And I'm Tracy Lovejoy. And we're the co-CEOs of Catalyst Constellations, which is dedicated to catalyzing innate change makers to accelerate positive change. This is our podcast, Move Fast, fast, Break Shit, Burnout, where we highlight catalysts that are creating amazing change in the world. In this season of the podcast, we're diving deep into the skills that make catalysts successful. And I'm super excited to have my ultra uh, catalyst friend here, Sean Kitzmiller. Welcome, Sean.
0: Happy to be here.
1: Uh, Sean is traveling a diverse career as a leader, designer, technologist, and innovator. He's a former startup junkie, a freelancer, and a current Fortune 100 troublemaker. At Sean's core, he's a catalyst who synthesizes complex human-centered challenges, insights, and concepts into elegantly simple solutions. He's won awards. He's received patents. He's spoken at conferences. He was recently honored at TIA's Inclusive Leader of the Year. His flow is empowering people from C-level to interns to realize the art and science of the possible. Currently serving as design strategy lead focused on human centered design and emerging technologies, primarily AI, to fight the retirement crisis in America at TIAA, It's so good to have you here, Sean. I'm super excited for the conversation. So, am I? All right. Let's jump in and start off by hearing about how you relate to the concept of catalyst.
0: Yeah, so um I relate a lot. it's uh, it's something I think I've built for. And I do mean that by built. like i I think i I could do this could be a debate on like whether you're born with it or not, but I think I was blessed with uh, with a lot of great leaders early in my career that just drew me in the deep end that sent me off to foreign countries that me on stage and you know sink or swim and I didn't know any better just like okay this is the way it is and also the diversity of, of challenges and um, even today uh, even before I picked up your guys book and and like cross paths I was I was trying to understand myself and you know the corporate like you got you need a one pager and so I do this uh, this venn diagram and I'm reflecting on the stuff that I do and I often get pulled into things that are just weird but I you know so looking at strategy and engagement and culture and storytelling and innovation um, and even like leadership cohesion like how do you how do you build a great team? Mm. And um, so I r- arranged those circles and I go, what's in the middle? And the word catalyst like catalyst it came in because you're 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 acting on something to create something better and uh, so catalyst definitely uh, resonated and uh, thought it was kind of this um, You know i was kind of a little bit felt like an outlier and then when i crossed paths with you guys it's like oh my goodness this is it so thank i just i'm very grateful uh for you to kind of i don't know legitimize this this weird you know uh cloak of of being a catalyst
1: awesome and back at you because i know that you were already supporting the catalysts in your sphere and are committed to doing so so thank you for that important work yep All right, so we'd love to understand one or two of the essential skills that have made you successful as a catalyst. And maybe I know storytelling's important to you, some stories of how they've helped you, or maybe there were times when you failed when you didn't have those skills.
0: Yeah, Um, so I like this pairing of words, radically inclusive. Um, And that's, that's, I think, because you you hear a lot about inclusivity and the importance of diversity and, you know, it almost borders on buzzwords, but I, I've lived it out. Like when you go through, um, like my background, being um, educated in design, you kind of think you, you get a little bit of like this, oh, I'm creative. And then you see, you know, I was in this creative workshop and they had a professional admin in there and the amount of creativity that came out of her was just amazing. So that burst, burst the bubble of like, oh, I have some cornered the market. On creativity, everybody is creative. We just put so many things in the way um, that that just you know shuts people down. So um, I believe in people, and I, I think one of my skills is is to uh, infuse that belief um, into them, even if they don't. Um, I think like one of the one of these identities. A lot of we, we wear a lot of identities, and people I think get trapped by them. Instead of empowered, I just mentioned like catalyst. It's a very empowering identity, but it's just one of my identities. I'm a, you know, I'm a, I'm a spouse. I'm a father. I'm a volunteer. I'm all these things. But when people kind of see themselves as I'm an engineer or I'm an accountant, it it limits them. So part of my inclusiveness and my belief in them is to um, you know expand their roles. To like leadership. Like you're a leader. It might not say like you may not have this fancy title, but you can lead something. Um, I did a hackathon where I asked this t- fresh out of school, 20-something year old, to, to basically set up the, the entire um, ecosystem for people to, to hack with and and to run workshops and to educate them. And he's educating like these software engineers. Like That's a tough crowd. That is a very tough, critical crowd. They're just wired that way. And here's this young guy up there just just owning it and just just gives me goosebumps to to think about that. Um, So whenever I can, I create space for people. I believe in them. um, And then I watch them shine and then I cheer them on.
1: It's fantastic, and and I yeah, there's so many follow up questions for me. How do you? I mean, that's a in addition to your day job piece in a way. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm wondering how you see the people at any given time that you want to tap for those things. How you're connecting the dots to set them up for success when. It might not be obvious really to either. I mean, it might be intuitively obvious to you because you believe in them. That's what I hear from the start is like the belief in something in them. Right. Yeah. Um, But like, how do we help people who might not have that same intuition or fearlessness of putting you both in that in that position? Uh, Are there are there ways to set them up for success to build these inclusive opportunities?
0: Yeah, I I think there are, Um, Shannon, I think. You got to create space that's safe for them. You got to get to know them. Um, It's hard to to like, you know, take a stranger, but I mean, there is some intuition too. You see something in them and sometimes that path to building a relationship is pretty quick. Um, But I think a lot of, uh, I just innately believe that it's in them and and you have to set the conditions. Um, So whether that's, uh, you know, to to be vulnerable yourself and, and share like, you know, I may come across like I the people will like seem as an extrovert and I'll get up stage in front of hundreds, but I'm not I'm not wired that way. Like I'm, you know, I'll go afterwards and be in the fetal position. So you be a little bit vulnerable. Um, and and you say, Yes, I may appear fearless. I'm not really fearless, but I'm fearless enough to to challenge the status quo. And um, I see that in you too. Like come come on this journey. Or just connecting them with someone, you sense you sense what their missing piece is, and you connect it with another person that's maybe like them, but you know a little bit further down the path, um, and just connect the dots for them personally. Um, I, I learned something from an intern. This is an intern, like she made this amazing amount of change on her campus by like taking on the the, the whole you know institution. And I was just in awe of her. And I was like, like, how do you do that? Like, how do you climb that mountain? And then she goes, well, I do it one life at a time. Like, nice. like I'm getting chills just saying that. Totally. Like, that's. So you just have to figure out what, you know, what the person needs, what really sets them on the path to their full potential. And whether that's your belief in them or connecting with them with someone or giving them a stage, um, that's what you do
1: follow-up question to you uh because that vulnerability that sent the space making the um there's an investment of energy from you into that person that you're talking about and Mm -hmm. you know as we were getting you know setting up for this conversation you were like and one of the things i struggle with is like i also hold on to all of my ideas for a really long time and that power gives me strength but it also has a dark side i'm wondering how you balance the energy like how many of these people are you cultivating at one time how do you like set them off and be like you know now it's your turn to bring someone else else along on the radically inclusive uh journey as well
0: yeah i think i I love i love the idea that i model it and then they pick it up and then they pay it forward and i do i do see that um sometimes sometimes they they need a little nudge i'm I use I am a lot like I am like, you know, I'm in a meeting or I'm in some like like that's a great idea. You should share that. Like, you know, just just gentle nudges um, that have them, you know, make that next step and make that connection. Um, But the energy. I'll be the first to say, like, like in your book, like burnout, like self-care, like that's been a struggle for me and I would not have made it without like a core group of people like around me. I got a couple of people I call them like my, you know, these are, these are my, on my own organ donor list. Like if they ask, you can have a kidney like, cause you know, you get in dark, you get in dark times, dark spots, especially these last couple of years. And um, you know, the people that, that believe in you um, refuel your, your energy uh, quite a bit. So, always always get energy from giving it um but you also have to have those those that core core group as well too so just being again being vulnerable it's not an it's not an uh it's not a full battery all the time so yeah
1: and i just yeah my final point on this one i just love the amplification power like a little bit of belief in someone can just unlock so much power yeah tracy you have a thought
2: I, something I love in that answer, Sean, is that implicitly you're fueling others,
1: right? Yeah.
2: That if, it, right. you know, that it Shan's like, how do you touch all these people and fuel yourself? And you're like, well, there's people who are doing that for me, exactly. Right. which then right. shows that it's not just amplifying their voice and how great that is for, you know, the organization in the world, but yeah. the, you all are battery packs for one another. In in witnessing and and amplifying one another, which is is cool, and I've I've never heard anyone on voice on the program, so thank you. That was that was really special.
0: Of course, thanks All for right. asking it.
1: Do you have another skill you'd like to share?
0: Um, so thinking, <laughs> not that I'm thinking about thinking, but thinking. Um, so I I again I've been I've been blessed by by some great leaders and. One of them taught me, like, don't fall in love with a, with a methodology. Don't get, don't, don't get in love with the dogma. Like, this says I should do this, and so I'll do this. But what you want to pick up and build across your career is your toolkit. Like, building a great toolkit of how to think, how to see the world. Um, doing this right now, there's a framework called PESTLE that kind of lets you understand the world a little bit better. It just gives you boxes, like, you know, political, societal, like, technological Um, to allow, enable you to, to think. Um, But sometimes it's, it's challenging your own patterns. I mean, we're just like, you know, we got lazy brains. Like we, we just like wash rinse repeat. We park in the same place. We take the same route to, to work all the time. Um, I think we're just wired that way. Conservation of energy, uh, cave person type days. So you have to interrupt, you have to interrupt that. You have to bring in your own disruptors and um, like, like a, uh, like a reverse mentor, you know, just, just someone is, I have one, I have a couple actually, I think most of my mentor mentee relationships get quickly blended into a, just, just a two way street. Um, so they help you think like they help you feel too and grow and, but you know, they'll see the world differently. And that, that's, that's an awesome, I think, success factor for, for any catalyst is to not fall in love with a certain way of doing things, but to constantly build that, uh, build that toolkit.
1: Uh, is there a time when you didn't do that and that was painful, or was there a time when you're like, because I did that, I was successful that you can illustrate.
0: (laughs) Um, yeah, sometimes, um, (laughs) despite all the kind of analytical, Um, I think, uh, aspects of that building a toolkit, like framing a problem. Um, Sometimes it is just intuition. It's just gut. It's just, it's just, it's just, it's just there. And, and so that's both powerful and also (laughs) dangerous um, because you have these, you have these insights or you have these problems that, that just wake you up at night. I had one recently where I'm, we're in the retirement space. So we're thinking about people's lives across decades, across, you know, maybe soon we're gonna have even more people living to a hundred. And um, we as humans aren't great at thinking in decades or lifespans. We're good at like thinking about what I'm gonna do today and tomorrow and the weekend. Um, so I've also, I've also fueled my energy through through music and going to concerts. And I promise I, I will weave this story together. But I, um, I had this like waking moment where it's like, we're talking about transporting people across decades and making them feel and us being empathetic to it. And the one thing that does that is like music. Music can transport you. You remember your first concert, you you get uplifted. You're just thinking about that. Um, and you remember details like where it was, when it was. and so I had this I had this thought, like what if you what if you represented a life as a soundtrack? And of course, you know, like a hundred year life, like what if you what if you did in practical terms, what if you condensed that to a hundred seconds? Like a hundred seconds of life. And I could not shake that idea. Like, like that is, that is a powerful gripping idea of like, what does that sound like? What is the soundtrack of that? And is it, is it life sounds? is it like baby crying and doors opening and, or is it more cinematic or more orchestral? And so, and, and then we're in the, we're in the, we're in the fight for retirement security, this lifetime income that we offer. And so you think about uh, security and that last, um, and and this is the, this is the emotional kicker. What if it's not secure? Like, what does that, what does that hundred seconds uh, sound like in the last 20 seconds when you're, when you're not financially secure? And I don't have to play that. I don't have to like, I don't have to necessarily kind of compose that. There's not going to be one right answer. It's going to be an individual answer to, to how you interpret that. And, um, it's just a powerful thing. I've recently you know, formed a band, a band of weirdos. Um, that's what we call ourselves. as people that are uh, half of them are catalysts. Um, so it's like, how do you manifest that idea or other ideas about using sound and music to evoke kind of emotions in a corporate world? So we're still figuring that out. But going back to the, to the kind of two sides of the coin, that is, a, that is an idea that I could not not act on like i had to that like consumed me and in that is is the trick cuz i had a lot of stuff to do <laughs> i had a lot of a lot of challenges to wrestle with uh in in my in my space and luckily that one kind of connects i'm even using ai you know to compose music um for that so cuz i'm not very musical but um but you 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 run into the challenge of like Uh, how to shake it and some of those ideas aren't going to live and they shouldn't live but they're your babies like it's that's that's the real that's the big challenge because um we love our babies and uh anyway so
1: i so are we gonna because you sent me one one iteration i'll say of the uh 100 seconds of sound for 100 years of life are we gonna get to put a link to that in the show notes (laughs)
0: <laughs> that one give me like a couple this is another like catalyst dilemma at least mine is like you can always be better you know always be better and so it's i want to so iterate
1: because let me connect the dots back to the question because you know what what you're doing the, the what i hear you talk about is how do we help people imagine in a gestalt sort of way what a 100 yeah. years of life what that journey might be like and you brought tears, like it made me teary what you did. And it's and it's cause it's, it's um, there's joy as we were talking about, but there's a wistfulness in it. And like how that ending um, sort of, you know, lingers on and what that might be like. And you get to be like, oh, that's intense. And then you can, if you can connect that, now you're helping people connect those dots, which is what you were talking about. You're using different techniques to get different outcomes with the people that you're working with you're not married to like the traditional design thinking a- approach here um, so i love that and i would love to share it the other thing i want to touch on is um, the the mentee thing that you talked about like in the catalyst leadership trust we uh, often now bring in gen z's and millennials with our partner marty because how many of us who are helping to set the strategy and navigate the business do have time with Gen Z's and millennials who have very definitive opinions and probably a lot more experience with things, particularly like AI. So we did the intersection of Gen Z and AI in September. And so I'm wondering, because all of that sort of comes to your Venn diagram of the reverse mentees, the AI as an example, and bringing together the different approaches, like what advice do you have for catalyst leaders to meaningfully engage mentees or their, their own reverse mentors in an intentional way that doesn't feel, um, what, what's the word, you know, it's like that that feels authentic that they're really listening and not just like ticking a box in terms of, of, oh yeah, well, I listen, I I had a conversation with a Gen (laughs) Zer.
0: Yeah. Well, I, I am such a big believer in authenticity. It is hard. I mean, it's hard to fake it. Like, like, don't fake it, like just be authentic and and so i hope in in that space of being authentic that uh, and i know this of catalyst and i hope for everybody else that you have uh, you have kind of this confident humility like you you you, you know yourself and if you've been around the block kind of you know yourself but you're you're humble and you you know that there's still a lot that you don't know and that that space creation is critical to be filled by 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 you know Gen Z millennials, you know younger people. Again, kind of getting back to identity and labels, but it can be anybody of any any experience um, range. Or again, please don't get yourself trapped in the assignment of labels in terms of identity. Like I can't learn anything from that from that admin professional. Some of my best connections, like in in this world, are admin professionals. Like they're they're amazing and. So I think have that mindset that you can learn and you need to learn, and there's so many sources of that. I think if you're in any kind of position of power or, or authority, a lot of times you can create these special projects, these you know, or or an event, hackathon kind kind of things. That's that's what I do um, a lot. Is is uh, you create the opportunity to open your eyes to who's going to step into this basis Um not everybody's going to step into them, but be be hypersensitive to the person that asked the great question on that meeting. Mm. Like follow up with them. Like that was a great question. Let's talk. Like let, you know, and and then pretty soon if you go into it with the mind with the mindset that you're not the Yoda to teach them all the wisdom of the world, like you're just curious. You're just curious Curiosity. about them. Totally. Yeah. 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 And you'll be blown away. You'll be blown away.
1: One final point that I hear you saying, which I would love to make explicit, is there this isn't your point. There, there's the concept out there of the personal board of advisors. Like you have your four people, right. they might be your organ donors, like whoever that board of advisors is. Yeah. And and setting an intention about having that board be radically inclusive. So, yes. you know, like maybe we use labels as a shortcut, but it's like, I don't just want Gen Zers. I want people who've had a different life experience. I want people who have different professional yep. backgrounds or whatever that is, and bringing my curiosity constantly. Right. Amazing. All right. I have to ask, what is the biggest challenge for you as a Catalyst leader?
0: Um, so I, I, many people have, but maybe not all, I've seen Ted Lasso. There's this metaphor used, like, be a goldfish, because a goldfish has a 10-second <laughs> memory. Um, that's that, me. That's totally me. <laughs> I do not. I can't. I'm not a goldfish. And it's, like, that's that's a constant kind of great reminder and great little story of, like, okay, be a goldfish. You watch, yeah, I mean, you watch any great athlete, they miss, like, three shots, and then they're they're still taking the fourth one. Um, you know, to to me, you still have that, like... Um, again, it probably goes back to the emotional connection that you have, the identity of like, I made that story. I made that presentation. I'd created that event. Um, so I'm, I'm like interwoven with who I am, which, you know, it's much more healthier to think about, okay, that's a role I play. And it's not who I am as a person. Um, so it's just hard to sometimes recover uh, from that. So it's hard to be a goldfish um, is one of my personal growth challenges um, as well. But again, it kind of like circles back to having, having a great circle, <laughs> you know, having a great circle around you. Um, so you, 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 it reminds you of the, of the value that you do have and that the growth mindset, um, that, uh, that's so important. I have one little a micro story. Again, a lot of my micro stories are born from interns. And so this intern, he's like a, hey, um, He's like a D1 lacrosse player at Marquette University, and he. I asked him to do a, a presentation, create a presentation on the secrets of a great team, using his his athletic team, um, and he used words like love, like and he even called it out. It's like you're probably not expecting a 19 year old to be on here talking to you about love. I'm talking to you about love because that's what our that's what our team does. And to this kind of goldfish moment, he said when we're in the practice field and um, you know, a ball goes out of bounds coach will, will stop and we'll have a moment of clapping. Like the team will clap that mistake because it gives us an opportunity to learn. And that's just so brilliant. Like we don't do that in the corporate world. Like we're either move on or we're like, that's the red spot. That's the like, what the heck went wrong? Um, we, we don't, we don't, Typically, see that as as a growth uh, mindset kind of opportunity. Um, and he also said, just to counter that point, because we may not lead the country in in scoring because uh, that's somewhat out of out of our control because we're always playing someone. But what we will lead the country in is high fives. Nice, like nice, freaking brilliant. Want to like, be
1: part of that team? Yes. Yes.
0: Right. 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 So. It's, Yeah, stories like that kind of kind of do help with my weakness of like, uh, you know, failure. Um, Just to just to just to remember that. I mean, I give I give workshops on growth mindset, and I'm telling you, it's also my, you know, my kryptonite. Um, So, you know, just continually reminding and build the muscle to to learn, move on, grow. It's awesome.
1: Thank you for sharing so vulnerably and just to you know point out like what a beautiful moment that you created this space for him. You identified his innate, you know, yeah, strength, I guess is the word that I want to go to. Um, yeah. and, and like what the power is of you creating space for someone to lean in in a way that I don't think we would have seen 10 or 15 years ago in the business world. So thank you for for cultivating that.
2: All right, sure. Tracy, over to you, rapid fire. Rapid fire, Sean, are you ready? Sure. All right, what is one thing that you do to be ready for a big meeting?
0: Um, all right, so clarity about intent. And especially, so a lot of times we have you know, the intent, um, what is a um, kind of intellectual analytical pursuit, I want to, people to learn this, I want them to agree to this. Um, but I really try to be clear about the feel, about the emotion. The Michelangelo, you know, they'll remember how you feel. So a lot of times, in a in a meeting sense, um, that gets lost. So I try to always go into a meeting with uh, what do I want the, this this particular audience to come away with from a feel perspective, um, and that that is also goes to inclusiveness when we talk about intent i had i just this is one of those things that like sticks with you across decades i was meeting with the coo of a major hospital system and it went great like he bought into the program it's like rocked it i came back and shared that with with my ceo my boss and mentor and he's like yeah yeah great but do you know why that meeting like didn't achieve the intent that you wanted to because the chief nursing officer wasn't there. She wasn't there to hear that from the COO. So again, that's that's one of those like non-goldfish moments because it is like buried in my brain, like where I messed messed up. But it is also I've used that as as a tool too when you think about a big meeting and the intent is to, to get the right people there.
2: So I'm hearing a lot of intentionality and then I'm going to out you a little bit. I don't know if this, this podcast is a big meeting for you, but I did love when you shared with us earlier, what you did right before coming to this meeting. Do you mind sharing?
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I got this from, from, uh, I think another podcast that that you guys hosted is the walk-up song. Like again, I mentioned music is important. So, um, yeah, there's this song, that, uh, many people may have seen it in the, uh, into the Spider Verse, Spider Man. It's called "What's Up, Danger" um, by Blackway, and it's just this like, you know, you just get in the face of your of your enemies, enemies, uh, and and just tackle the world. Like, and so I just listened to it like eight times on my drive, and it's like repeat, repeat, repeat. That's so all, that's all, just
2: your intention. Do you know your core outcomes. You know the emotional experience you want to convey. You know who needs to be in the room, and then you just pump yourself up. Right. Awesome. Right, right, right. That's a great formula. All right. What is your favorite way to spend a free
0: day? Live music. Ooh. Yeah. Do you like get a lot to go of time to time For it. I have made time like that. That's been my um, my exodus of the pandemic. Um, uh, mm-hmm. Mental health is as I didn't always go to concerts and stuff, but since the I don't know last two years, I've probably gone to thirty or more concerts. Um, Of all all types, all diverse music. I mean, these are these are artists like you might call them catalyst. I don't know. They're like giving their gift. They're like giving their gift. What's passionate to them, and and so anytime I can go to live music, whether it's you know a guy with a guitar or you know big band in an arena, um, I do. So that's just my emotional connection with music. What does that do for you? Well, um, one thing I usually. I will buy two tickets anyway, like, you know, even without arranging or coordinating with anybody. Um, so one, uh, one, one thing it does for me is connection. Uh, and I've gotten to, to go to, um, I have three daughters. So I've gotten to go to amazing musical venues and concerts with each of them, um, usually individually. And so that's a bond. It's, it's a great, because we're going through a shared experience. Um, and whether it's an a, a artist they really like or an artist that I really like, kind of sharing that. So connections one. Um, and just, you know, just, just inspiration, just feel good. Like it's hard to, hard to put into words, the you, you know, where, you know, it's like an emotion, but I, I was reminded when I started this journey and back into the, to the thing of live music, that you literally feel it. Like you feel, you feel the music and mm-hmm. um, yeah, that's, that's, that's a big part. So it's always leave, um, happier. So. Like
2: it does. It like opens up our receptors, our emo- feeling. Re- I totally get that. Yeah. That. Yeah. All right. Who is your favorite famous catalyst alive or dead and why?
0: Well, this isn't the kiss up, but I will say, are you guys famous?
2: <laughs> totally famous. In our, in our minds, best, in our minds, we're famous.
0: <laughs> best selling authors, like, you know, <laughs>
2: well
0: thank you yes you're you're (laughs) my favorites um i did i did think about this uh and this is a person i don't really know now like i don't know if they're a good human being but richard saul worman um he 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 writes he's written i don't know like 80 books so one of the pinnacle books for me is called information anxiety and he's an information architect he's like the prototype of information architect and so information, uh, information anxiety was just a phenomenal book of like, how do you see the world and how do you depict it graphically follow the yellow brick road? How do you give instruction? So he's created these guides and stuff like that. And then this is what he probably is most, well, I don't know if he's known for it being famous, but he founded Ted. So he founded the Ted conferences and, and, and hosted the first like decade of them. And they did Ted, ted med he did the medical version of it so he's like this kind of renaissance i just i'm projecting catalytic kind of bestowing him as a catalyst just based on some of these things but it's been meaningful for me
2: i love that thank you all right as we wrap up this super fun conversation do you have a call to action for our listeners
0: yeah, it's um it's it's been built and probably into this, this whole conversation, but um this this concept of, of virtual virtuous cycles. Mm-hmm. Like and I I've referred to it as hacking your happiness. And the, one of the best ways of I've been able to hack my happiness is by being a giver. Um so you it's it's free to give. Like you just have to have a, a intention and attention uh to it to give appreciation to give connection uh to give the like i said before belief to give space to give credit um and and i'll say this like this that may come across very altruistic but it's it's totally win-win like you're basically giving everything that you want and by giving you get what you want um that's not always the case like you, you you know you have to be selfless like you give for the for the sake of giving I'm just saying that there is there's a bit of a karma to it like uh, I think by being a good person um you, you know things come back to you but just the act of giving is is a pathway to happiness so
2: I love but, as a go do that <laughs> yeah as a callback and maybe this is not a connection you're making forgive me but uh, I love the idea of, of radical inclusivity as being a giving reality too, right? Like inclusivity has become such the word of like, I have to for the business, you know? And so instead of thinking of it that way, I think of it like, this is a gift to me um, right. to, to, to pull you in. It feels great. And it's a gift to all of us that that's going to happen. It's, you know, it comes from yeah. such a different place if that's a starting point.
0: Yeah totally. I love it.
2: Thank well you. Thank you for that. gift Once again, and it's, it's renewable
0: it? too. It's like, you talked about energy, like that's a renewable source of energy. So you're Almost feeling, you're feeling it, down,
1: right? Yes. I mean, right.
0: Yeah. You, you did. I mean, you feel down, you've had a bad day. Like, don't feel sorry for yourself. Go give some something to somebody.
2: I love it. Amazing call to action and here you are giving to us and we are grateful. Thank you for being here with us today, Sean.
0: Of course. Thank you. I'm very grateful for both of you. Thank
2: you. And thank you so much for listening. If you'd like to learn more about how to accelerate
1: positive change, go to our website at catalystconstellations.com. And be sure to check out our best-selling book, as Sean mentioned, Move Fast Break Shit Burnout. If you have other catalysts in your life, hit the share button and send a link their way.